0: Hello, good afternoon. My name is Susan Schwartz. I'm a leadership and management coach with the River Birch Group. And I work also with inclusive leadership in a virtual world steering committee. And we are very excited that Tina Quinn helped to facilitate a fabulous session called Love & Cinco de Mayo. She is a lead life and leadership coach and we have three questions that we're going to frame to ask her and see how she responds. Tina, welcome. Thank you so much, Susan, for having me. It's wonderful
1: to be here with you today.
0: Excellent, all right. Well, we're gonna get started with these three questions. We are asked all of our facilitators the same three, and it's fascinating how everybody has a different perspective. So as an inclusive leader, What is unique about your approach? Well, I think what's really unique about my
1: approach and what I do with my clients is we begin our work, even if what they're doing is coming to me for uh, their business or they're coming to me for something, um, something that making more money or having a better relationship. Um, We always start off with who are you being in the world and who do you want to be? Where is your energy coming from? Whether you are leading your team or you're a leader at home or with your friends, it is really because once you get clear on who you want to be in the world and how you want to show up with what kind of energy, then everything follows after that. All the doing and the having come after that. And so it's really a very profound way to begin because it's the inside work that leads to the outside change.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, thank you, thank you. I'm watching you as we speak and I'm, um, I can see how you can, are able to pull that inside out and help people become the best person and leader that they can be. And taking that one step further, we've all had an interesting 12 to 18 months coming out of the pandemic and being in a virtual universe. What is the one thing that you would like to carry forward that you experienced over this time?
1: Well, from my perspective, being in the virtual world is more intimate. It And because my work is one-on-one typically, I'm in somebody's home with them or in their office space. I'm seeing and hearing about their life, and I think the virtual world has not only been able to allow us to let some of our guard down, but it's allowed people to connect in a very different way all over the world. So I really hope that we continue to work in this virtual world, at least some of the time, because I think people aren't as resistant to to really digging deep with some of the things that are going on in their lives.
0: And do you find that the screen um, and having that separation helps people to let their guard down and be more open? Or is um, it the visual?
1: No, I think what it is, is I, I don't think the screen actually is what allows us to do it because it also happens at home um, when, we're on a, when we're on a phone together. So what happens, I think, is Um, This intimacy is created because you're surrounded by where you're comfortable and in a very different way. You're not coming into my office or my home or my space. You are staying where you're comfortable. And so you're not resistant in the same way. I think that's a guess.
0: I agree. And in fact, I find phone calls even more intimate Than zooming into our personal space and rooms.
1: Yeah, yeah. A lot of times that's the truth.
0: So, as we're looking at comfort and people being safe and being ready to open up, throw in a new word systemic disruption. What do you think we need to see more of in the world and why? I love that question. And
1: what I think we need to see more of is people slowing down. I think that we have, up until COVID, we really lived in a fast, particularly in the West, um, a fast-paced world where you want a bigger house and you want to travel and you want to tr- go see your friends and you need a new car and you need some a new outfit for that meeting. And And you're constant, it's never quite enough, and we're busy. And I think a systemic change is for people to slow down. One of the things I really work on is this concept of pedaling in first gear. So if you're a bike rider and you know the difference between first and 10th gear, You're in first gear, you're pedaling, your pedals are going really fast, and you're able to go up a very steep hill, but um, you're not going very far. So I compare this speedy, busy, overwhelmed as you're pedaling in first gear. And what I work on with my clients is how can we move it up to fifth gear? How can we move it up to 10th gear where each stroke of your pedal has 10X impact? And so and so it requires doing things more strategically. Do we have time for a quick client story?
0: Absolutely. Thank you.
1: So one of my clients, I was speaking to her yesterday. She's a senior executive at a big, firm and she was telling me how busy she is. And we were talking about schedules and she was having, she was having the people who are requesting time of her. She was scheduling whatever they requested, which meant she was going back to back meetings. And I asked her, If she was, if she could create her ideal schedule, what would it look like? And she said, I would do 45 minute meetings. I would be, send out a different agenda up front. And I would use the last 15 minutes of that hour to get up, stretch my legs and 10 minutes where I would do a recap and follow-up. So it wouldn't, I wouldn't have to do that at the end of the day. And so that's slowing down. When you are able to slow down enough that you complete a task, so it's not hanging over your head the whole day or until tomorrow, it's actually complete. You send off the follow-up, and now you wait for the next meeting with this team that you're coordinating.
0: That is a huge disruption. (laughs) And from one of those people who are always trying to do more in a little bit of time, that's great advice. I'm going to try to take it on myself. (laughs) So thank you, Tina. It's always wonderful to speak with you. And um, I'm so glad that you're able to join us today with our podcast. And I look forward to seeing you at future sessions of inclusive leadership in a virtual world. Thank you. Thank you so much, Susan, for having me. It is a joy to talk to you always.
1: And I hope that not only you get to take that away, but every, everybody who's listening gets an opportunity to look at their calendar and say, how could I do this differently? So thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you.